Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're doing Masech Tespeya, almost at the very end of Masech Tespeya, Periches, Mishnah Vav, and Mishnah Zion. Mishnah Vav says as follows, Midazu Omru Pekohanim Ubelevim Ube Yisraelim. These measurements, these amounts, the fact that you have to give Maeser Ani up to two, up to two meals, that applies equally to Yisraelim, but also to Kohanim and Levim. And there's two ways to understand this. One way to understand this is if a Levi or a Kohen is indigent, they're poor, and they can't afford meals, so you have to provide meals to them, you still have to give them two meals. Well, why would you have thought otherwise? Because the Levi and the Kohen, they get the respect of Trumos and Maestros. And so they're already going to be one step ahead of their fellow Israel brethren. Still, they get two meals. Another way to understand this is if a Levi and a Kohen own property and they are in a position to give money, so then they are not exempt from Maestros, even though they may be exempt from other gifts. Someone who has a lot of grain to give away is Meister Ani, so they can leave out half for all Aniyim, and then retain half to give out to the Aniyim who they want to give to, to their friends who may be Aniyim. And the reason for that is because the assumption is that we're dealing not here when there is a finite, limited amount of Meister Ani, and he has and the, he has to give all of it in order to fulfill his minimal obligation, but rather, here we're talking about a case where there's a tremendous amount of Maeser Ani. And once he hits that minimum threshold, so he's given, left at for all Aniyim, now he has the discretion to decide who he wants to give the rest of the Maeser Ani to. And that rest of the money, he had divided in half, half he has to leave for all Aniyim, and half he gives to the Aniyim who may be closer to him, maybe be his friends, who he sees fit to give to. But if he only has a little, he only has a little Meister Ani, then he has to just leave it out for any, uh, and he can't do this uh, this, uh, this deal where he gives half to all Aniyim and half he gives to his friends. That is Mishnah Vav. Mishnah Zayin. An Ani who travels from place to place wandering about begging for money. Begging for food, asking for food, you you have to give him a minimum of a kikar, which is made up of a, a punyon, which is a monetary amount, which is arba son basella, which is four son basella, and the idea here is in that kikar is going to be enough for two meals for during the day. Lon, however, if he decides to, he decides to stay there. He's not just passing through, but he says, "I'm setting up shop here." No solo parnosas lini. You have to give him enough for. To, to stay there, enough for two pseudos, and for also to get a bed, to get to get a pillow, to get blankets, enough so you can have a respectable evening and stay there nicely. Sheves, what happens if it's Shabbos, excuse me, what if it's Shabbos? So no slum Muslim shallow pseudos, you have to ensure that not only is he eating his regular two meals, but he has a third meal because especially it's Shabbos. Mishlum Muslim stay pseudos, one who has enough food for two meals, meaning they're very poor, but they have two meals worth of food in front of them. They did not collect from the Tamkhoi. The way it worked was the each city had two funds for poor people, more than two, but two primary funds that I guess were uh, 
primary for during the week, there was the Tamchoi, which essentially was the Gabay Tzedakah. The Gabay Tzedakah was the person in charge, the custodian of the Tzedakah, which is a very important position, one where there's a lot of halachic literature about who is the Gabay Tzedakah and who's supposed to be the Gabay Tzedakah and what are the privileges and the responsibilities of being a Gabay Tzedakah. There's a tremendous amount of literature on this. But the Gabbat stuck would collect every single day, and that would go into the, the Tamchoy, and the Tamchoy would then be distributed every day to the people who were most poor, most indigent. And then there was the Kupa. The Kupa was where the guy, where the guy would go around, and everyone would give their weekly, call it almost a tax, but their weekly contribution for Tzedakah, and then that would be distributed weekly for the Aniyam to use over the coming week. So the people who took from the Tamchoy were the most poor. They didn't even have meals for the next two for the next next two meals coming up. And therefore, if you do have meals for that day, you don't collect for the Tamchoy. That's reserved for the most poor, the most indigent. Mosin Arba Asasudos, if you have meals for 14 meals, i.e. one week's worth of meals, assuming every week you have two meals, lo yutom in a kupa, you do not collect from the kupa. Now, I thought it was interesting, You every uh, week doesn't have 13, 14 meals, it has 15 meals if you include Shabbos. I'm not really sure what to do with that. When it comes to a kupa, how does the kupa work? What is the procedure, the proper procedure in terms of distributing, collecting and distributing the funds? So you collect with two people and three people have to distribute it. And the reason for that is, the reason you need two people to collect it is twofold. One is, excuse me, the reason is because the when it came to collecting this money, it wasn't, it wasn't voluntary. As in, one is obligated to, pro- to provide money for the poor. Tzedakah is a very fascinating mitzvah, one where we have this very um, de- delicate balance between saying, you give tzedakah, it makes you a better person. You give tzedakah, not only is it a mitzvah, but it's it's, it's good for you. At the same time, it's, oblig- it's obligatory. One must give tzedakah. One has to give tzedakah. You live in a city, you're obligated to give tzedakah. In fact, coven, we enforce, we have these two people come. And we, in order to have sroa and enforcement, you need to have two. These two people will show up at your house and say, pay up, it's time to give tzedakah, which is a very interesting literature about why exactly it is, because normally we say, normally we say we don't, we don't enforce mitzvos that matan 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 we don't enforce mitzvos that the torah promises great reward for we say the, the loss of that reward because you did not do the mitzvah is enough to to as a punishment to enforce it and therefore we don't normally enforce these things matan such as kibbutz aim however tzedakah we do and there's various reasons why one reason may be because it's not about your mitzvah, but you're, you're hurting someone else. Someone's supposed to get the money. Another one may be that the fact you moved to a city, there's a social contract. Living in a city, you obligate yourself to take part in living in a city, and part of living in a city is taking care of the poor. And lastly, by not giving stuck, you're also over to lavim of ignoring the poor and not giving to the poor. And that's why we enforce tzedakah. And it's mischalekes bishlosha, and you give it out with three. And that that is where there's two reasons. Either you give it out with three because it's like a bezdin. It's a bezdin where you're deciding how to give money, and every bezdin needs three. Or the Yushami points out that it's actually dina nefashos. It's life and death. People who are getting their money, receiving their money for the week, and now they can buy. It's chay nefesh. They can they can live, and therefore we need three. What I think is a very important point that emerges from this mishnah is the fact that in Judaism. Contrary to secular law, especially secular law, if you look in the Middle Ages, even to the pretty early ages, I think there are vagrancy laws and, and anti-begging laws even in the American statutes until like the 1970s. We, not only do we allow begging, but we promote it. 
We allow people to come and collect money. It's part of what creates a functioning society in Judaism. In fact, the Gemara Babasa points out one cannot create a wall. Or there's a tension about creating a wall and putting up a door if it's going to prevent prevent beggars from coming in. So on the one hand, you want insecurity. On the other hand, you have to allow beggars to come in, which is a very interesting discussion, which ends up coming up in halakhic literature. But let's say you have a doorman in front of your building, and now beggars, someone who's collecting money, someone who's asking for money, can't make it in there because the doorman won't let them in. Well, is that permissible or not? Again, it's a very interesting tension. The Chavetz Chaim points out, the Chavetz Chaim points out, in the Sefer Avas Chesed, many reasons why we allow begging. Because you might say it's better to have one person designated to give out the money to everyone, and he'll give out the money and he'll just collect it. Why do we allow begging people to come into the city and ask? Side note, I knew a Rav who said that uh, he was told by the board, you can't give money from your discretionary fund to anyone outside of our synagogue. Anyone outside the city, of our immediate circles, that money that we give for tzedakah goes just for you, for this community, don't give to anyone else. So the Rav said, okay. I agree to that, but just to let you know, if someone from outside comes and asks me for money, I'm giving him the directory of the show and saying, go collect from all these people. At which point, the board acquiesced and said, okay, fine, you can give money to everyone. But the Abbas Chesed, the Chavetz Chaim writes in the Abbas Chesed, a couple of reasons why we actually, not only do we allow begging, but we promote people to come around and beg. I keep on using the word beg, it's a little bit of a crass term almost, but people to come around and ask for tzedakah. And he says, first of all, that the more people, the more someone's uh, beggars are allowed to operate free, freely and have face-to-face contact with poor people, that creates a, more of a sympathy. That people, it's not just oh, I'm sitting, meeting the rabbi. Here's ten dollars, but you meet the you meet the person who needs money. You see him face to face, and you're encouraged to get, you want to give more and encourage you to give more. He says also the more people who give money, the more chesed you have in society, the more tzedakah. It's not, the Rambam points out in Pirkei Avos, it's not just about the avahavkarecha kamocha component, that you want to make sure you're, you love your friend and he has what to eat, but also on you. That the more tzedakah and charity and chesed you do, it changes you, it makes you a better person, and you allow people to come around and ask for money, that gives you the opportunity, and everyone the opportunity to take part in giving, which creates a bit more functional and wholesome society. Lastly, he says, Lastly, a couple, a couple other ideas he says that perhaps when you allow begging, you allow people to ask for money, you also give an opportunity. And I thought this is an uh, amazing idea. You give an opportunity for those who don't have the means or funds to give tzedakah to take part in, in giving tzedakah. Meaning, maybe you have someone who when the rabbi makes the appeal for his discretionary fund or for the tzedakah fund, the person says, I, I know my, what I have this week. I don't have the ability to give. But when the yoni shows up at his door, he says, do you want a drink? Do you want a meal? I have that. I have some, perhaps, some clothing that I'm no longer using. It gives him the opportunity to give as well. And lastly, and lastly, sometimes he says, you know, the Ani is so poor and his needs are so immediate that and so urgent that by going directly to the people and not having to wait in line by the Gabai, it allows him to get the relief he needs immediately. That, is, that So that is why in Judaism, not only do we allow for people to come and collect money, but we encourage it both because it's better for him and better for the community as a whole. Everyone should have a wonderful day.